Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. This is a show you're going to want to settle back in your chair and watch all the way through. I have a worldwide leading expert on the show today. I've been waiting to get Miss Trisha Brooke on the show for a number of months. I've finally been able to slot her in. She's so busy. She is the CEO and founder of Big Talk Academy. And if I was to go through everything that she has been awarded, all of the awards that she's received, everything that she has accomplished in her life, I'm going to be talking for 30 minutes. I'm not even going to be able to get her on the show. So if you love learning from the preeminent expert, we've got her on the show today. We're going to be talking about the Big Talk Academy and what it takes to really communicate well, how to use your voice in a way that matters, and what it's like to really be able to communicate in a great way, in a meaningful way. Trisha, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Andy, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We are so excited to have you. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet and tell us about the Academy. I founded the Big Talk Academy in order to support speakers who were unable to fly to New York City to work with me. Um, several years ago, one of my friends reached out, uh, Petra Kolber, and said, I just landed a TED stage. I would love for you to direct me. I have been in film, television, and theater in New York City for over 30 years. And I thought, how fun would it be to work with her on her talk? It will be just like I work with my actors. I'll create a safe space. We'll do script analysis. We'll work on choreography and blocking and performance. And that's exactly what I did. And then all of a sudden, I had all of these speakers from all over the world wanting to work with me and no place to put them. So what does a theater producer do? They produce shows. What's the best show for a speaker? the TED stage. So I became the executive producer of TEDx Lincoln Square. I produced two years of shows in New York City and then decided I wanted to produce my own speaking events. Started the speaker salon where people come. It's a speaking incubator and you come and you get on the stage with me every week in New York City and realized my reach was limited to being in person with me. What if I created a certification program, a speaker incubator for thought leaders and influencers that was virtual. And I founded the Big Talk Academy before everything went virtual and started certifying speakers inside of my methodology of how to really create effective communication through the art form that I had been teaching my actors my entire career. 
I love it. It's so powerful. Let's talk about it. What's the thing that entrepreneurs need to really focus in on in order to communicate better? It starts with values, purpose, and mission. If you are not clear on what your values are, it's impossible to be an effective communicator because you won't be talking specifically from what you believe in. And I think it's also important to recognize that your values may not be the values you were taught as a child or you grew up with inside of your family. When you identify clearly what your values are, and you align with those values and you're clear on your purpose. Why do you get out of bed every morning? What is your mission? Who are you here to serve? Then as an entrepreneur, you can speak about what you believe in effectively, articulately, passionately, and captivatingly. And that's really what I always start with my speakers is what are your values and what do you want to talk about? What gets you out of bed in the morning? I love it because when you speak with passion, obviously it comes through in a meaningful way. When I sign up for the Big Talk Academy, what does it sound like? Like, what's that first phone call or first introductory session sound like with you? What's the conversation you have with your clients? We start with mindset. We start with getting our minds aligned. If you have fear, if you have self-doubt, if you have imposter syndrome, it's going to get in the way of you sharing your very important message and your powerful story with the world. The first week of the Academy is all about hypnotherapy mindset exercises. And that means understanding self-love. It means understanding confidence. It means understanding a love of public speaking. And that meditation and that going inward first, before we even start thinking about speaking, is going to prepare you for the rest of the academy. It's a 12-week program. It's three months. And inside of this safe container, which community is one of our values, inclusion, diversity, respect, dignity, excellence, love, and compassion. This is something that we incorporate into our work at the Big Talk Academy. Once we get our minds straight, then we move into what it means to land on the potent big idea. Whether you have a hundred ideas or no ideas, that can create paralysis. Inside of the academy, inside of this program, I take you on a journey, an idea mining journey. Many speakers come to me and they think they know what they want to talk about. They go inside of this process, which is very intimate, and it's very contained, and they realize, oh, I'm actually going to speak about this, or they know what they're going to talk about, and they still go through the process and create 100 ideas inside of this container. And the reason that I take you on that journey is because when you are a communicator and you have 100 ideas, you can create content for blog posts, you can create content for social media, you can create content for articles, and Inside of those 100 ideas, we distill it down through the process to the one that you want to talk about. So if a speaker comes in and they know what they want to talk about and they still go through the process, they get to generate new ideas and land on the one they came in with. And then, of course, we move into the writing process. If you're unable to write, if you are scared of writing, if you don't believe that you can write, that's all going to change inside of the Big Talk Academy because you are accountable to each other as a community, to me, because I am your mentor, and you're going to generate content that is not 
perfect. It is about creation, exploration, imagination. And once you generate all of that content in the two weeks that I give you and the two weeks that I support you and guide you, then we move into crafting the actual talk. You have this beautiful product. You can take it onto a TED stage. You can take it to conferences. You learn how to write an opening. You learn how to write a closing. You learn how to perform the talk through the techniques that I teach my actors. And we can go into that in a moment if you like. And you learn how to pitch your talk. This is a business. You deserve and need to be paid as a speaker. And that means, again, going back to mindset, asking for what you're worth and requiring decision makers to negotiate your fees. It is a fully comprehensive, amazing program that I take speakers on from point A to point B. I love it. You teach actors a certain process and you've taken that process and beautifully integrated it into the Big Talk Academy. So let's talk about that. What did you learn from teaching the actors that now you teach all these uber successful speakers that are taking the Big Talk Academy lessons and all of the speakers that you've sort of positioned for greatness throughout the years? As a director in New York, I have been in thousands of rehearsal rooms. One, when I was on, on the floor as an actor, as a speaker, as a performer, a dancer, and now being on the other side of the table, it's my responsibility to create that safe space so that my actors can be authentic and they can play a scene with one another that's truthful, that's vulnerable, that's relatable, that's impactful. Same exact thing with my speakers. It's my job and responsibility to create a safe space so that they can share their vulnerable, powerful story with the world and change and even save a life. Now, this isn't something you can hope for. I can't hope I'm good. I can't hope that I'm vulnerable. I can't hope that I'm a great speaker. Because what if you have a bad day? We're all human beings. We can't hope that life's going to be perfect every single day and we're going to walk into the environment and deliver the perfect speech or the deliver the perfect performance. And I have friends in Hamilton. They don't all want to go to work every day. However, it's the audience's first time seeing the show, even if it's your 100th time performing the show. So it's your job as a performer, as a speaker, to show up fully present. How do you do that when life gets in the way? the techniques that I teach my actors and my speakers, objective and action. What do you want from your scene partner? What do you want from your audience? That's what wow. you have to go after. And how do you do it? By playing in action. And what's so awesome about this technique, Andy, is that we as human beings do it naturally. You want your kids to go to bed. That's your objective. You want your partner to take out the trash. That is your objective. That's what you want. Well, how do you get them to do it? How do you get your kids to go to bed? You can bribe them. You can story tell them. You can take them. That's the action that you play in order to get what you want. You want your partner to take out the trash? How do you get them to do what you want? You could ask. You could seduce. You could bribe. And that's the same thing. When you are on stage and you want your audience to put their phones down, you want your, your audience to give you their attention, to enroll in your cause, that is your objective. You must go after that objective relentlessly, which means if speaking is your only objective and they're not doing what you want, which is paying attention, you must change your objective, which means entertain, 
pause, inspire, motivate, teach, educate, or even wait. If you wait, are still, and you become silent, trust me, everyone's going to look up from their phones. I love it. Now, Trisha, I'm practicing. Very Trisha, good. You mentioned vulnerability. And I love that word so much. You know, when I listen to someone or hear someone or watch someone and they talk about some of the things that they're vulnerable in, it makes me connect to them. You know, not everybody is going at 100% and their world is fantastic all the time. Sometimes when speakers share with me some of their vulnerability, I sort of connect to that a little bit more. And I sort of say to myself, wow, you know, they're, they're sort of self-disclosing to me a little bit. I'm sort of understanding that person as a human being. I love the fact that they're strong enough to do that. And I feel that that person has something important to say to me. So let's talk about this vulner vulnerability and what that means to you at the Big Talk Academy. Inside of all of my work, the academy, the salon, the work that I do, building speaker platforms individually, vulnerability is the place that we want to get to in order to connect deeply to the audience. Just like you're saying, Andy, that's how you connect to people. I want to also preface that vulnerability does not mean sharing your tragedy or your trauma or your pain for manipulation. It also means not sharing your tragedy, your trauma, or your pain until you are ready. And that means fully healed from any vulnerability. In order to share your story, you must be fully healed so that you can share the story with us so that we can be impacted by it to potentially think differently about our own lives. And I've said this before, and it's not, this is not new to me. It's been said many times. You want to share from the wound. You want to share from the scar, not the wound. It's really important that you are healed. Now, if you think about sharing a story from the stage, if you become emotional, let's say you cry, you're robbing the audience from having their feelings. That is why I do not let my speakers cry on stage. They can cry during the process of rehearsal. It's emotional sometimes sharing your powerful message and your story. But if you cry on stage, your emotional experience is robbing the audience of having theirs. You need to be the person who is taking care of the audience. So when you are vulnerable, it needs to be performed, delivered, communicated in a way that relates to the audience and connects to the audience without ever making the audience feel like they have to take care of you. Well, it's powerful advice for people watching the show. Rewind what Trisha just said. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Now, we have entrepreneurs that watch the show, a lot of startup founders. They're going throughout the country, whether it's on Zoom or in person. They're trying to raise money. They're meeting with venture capitalists and angel investors, and they're sending their decks out. Are there some pointers that you can give to the people watching the show? Of course, we want them to go to take a look at Big Talk Academy, but are there some pointers you can give to them to help them with the process of what they need to think about about presentation? How should they present? Are there some key points you can give to the people watching the show today? It's really important that you show up prepared. You need to know what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. And I get a lot of pushback, Andy, from people who don't want to memorize. 
I'm going to sound robotic. I'm going to lose the passion. I'm not going to be myself. Maybe. And if you are clearly sure on how you're going to deliver the content, what the bullets are, if that's how you like to work, what the script is, if that's how you like to work, rehearse your presentation ahead of time. Do not wing asking for investments. And from somebody who has gone into many rooms to ask for funding for feature films that I've written, it requires preparation. I rehearse those meetings. I rehearse exactly how I'm going to present. I rehearse how I'm going to respond to all the different versions of what could possibly need responding to. And that has set me up for success because if you're prepared and anything happens in the room, then you're confident and you're fully ready to have those conversations. Yeah, I love it. And what do you say to even younger people watching the show? So many people say to, the, say to their friends or to their relatives, their family members, or to themselves, I'm not good at public speaking. You know, I, I don't like public speaking. What can we do to help these younger people understand how to maybe embrace public speaking in a way that's going to be beneficial for them and to their lives. Can you give some insight into that methodology for the even younger people that say, I don't like public speaking? Well, if you don't like public speaking, you don't have to be a public speaker, first of all. The other part of that is everyone has fear. And no matter how many times you've been on stage, no, many, no matter how many stages you've been on, and I've been on thousands of stages my entire life, I still get butterflies. My body still betrays me. And that's something that you have to get comfortable with. Your body will physiologically betray you when you get on stage in front of people and you are on stage by yourself, especially, which means, again, going back to rehearsal putting yourself in a position of mild stress first so that you can teach your body that A, you can talk and still have sweaty palms. They can coexist. And B, you're not going to die. And you literally need to train your body to realize that the experience of nerves and being on stage in front of somebody speaking and being naked, literally and figuratively, will be able to coexist with the fear and really remembering that it's not about you. It's about your audience. And when you get up every morning and you know that you have to share your story in order to touch that one person, that fear can take a back seat because ultimately it is about the audience. And if you are constantly worried about what people think, what if I'm bad? What if I fall? What if I stutter? What if I can't remember? What if I, what if I, it's all about you. It has to be about the audience. How can I best serve the audience, the listener, so that I can help them, so I can impact them, so that their lives can be improved because of what I have to say? Yeah, that's powerful. You know, you mentioned mentorship. I mean, you've mentored so many speakers and thought leaders, authors, entrepreneurs. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Your mentorship is amazing. But let's talk about mentors for Trisha Brooke. Do you have your own mentors as well? And how valuable have they been to you in your life? For sure. My first mentor was my dance teacher, Sharon McGuire. I'm from Arnold, Missouri, and I studied dance starting at age seven. And she mentored me all the way through high school. And then I went on to college and studied dance there where Michael Sims became my mentor. And I talk about all of my mentors inside of my book, The Influential Voice, because 
every mentor that I had in every stage of my life helped me become an influential voice so that I can say what I mean for lasting legacy. And now I support and mentor others in becoming influential voices. And I was a dancer. We didn't speak, but I also knew that I was experiencing and leaving a lasting legacy of influence as a dancer and that I could do even more if I began to direct, write, produce, speak myself, and now mentor others. Now, when it comes to my business, I have business mentors. I have a high performance coach. I have a mindset mentor. I have a business mentor. I have a spiritual mentor who allows me to tap into source when I want to really be reminded of the evidence that I am being provided with every day from the universe. It is paramount. It's imperative that you have guides, mentors, coaches, teachers, people that you can bounce ideas off of, people who will give you the truth when it comes to what's going on for you and with you and around you. And that's why I absolutely love being able to mentor the groups inside of the Big Talk Academy. I also mentor the groups, the smaller groups inside of the speaker salon and, of course, my one-on-one clients. And I also mentor young girls. Every Wednesday, I meet with a young girl. She's 13. And we talk. And then I read to her. And we read together and we, I mentor her in that way. So it's really important to me that I leave a lasting legacy. I made a decision to not have children. That was something that I was very clear on from a very young age. I did not want to have children. And I want to leave a lasting legacy of teaching people how to communicate effectively and with dignity in order to leave the world a better place. That's great. And you're paying it forward every single day, especially on Wednesday. I mean, that's fantastic. Now, Let's connect dance to entrepreneurship because you've got this great dance you know, career. You grew up in dance. Dance is a sport. What did you learn from your dancing career that you've brought over into entrepreneurship about you know, showing up on time and performing and you know, the hard work necessary to be a, a world-class dancer? What did you learn from your dance experience that you've brought into entrepreneurship? Oh my goodness. Discipline, grit, drive, determination, consistency. I am willing literally to fall down on stage and get back up because it has happened more than once. Being a dancer taught me how to be flexible, not only physically, but emotionally. It taught me that no means not yet. I had no said to me a gazillion times, every audition you go to, You hear no before you hear yes. And for me, building a company, building a seven-figure business was directly related to how I showed up in the world as a dancer. I don't take things personally when when I hear no. I move on. I understand the commitment, the repetitions, the plies that I put into my dance career are the exact same plies and repetition I put into building a team. I'm relentless when it comes to winning. My success level is always being elevated and and my ceiling keeps getting bigger. My ground keeps getting higher. I keep going up and up and creating all of this new height for myself. So being a dancer was everything when it comes to being a successful entrepreneur. I love it. And of course, you said said, no means not yet. I love that. 
That maybe is going to be the name of your new best-selling book, I think. That's fantastic. <laughs> Let's bounce back just for a moment to the TED Talks. Everybody says to themselves, I've got an idea. I want to get on TED. I think it's going to be a great platform for me and for my brand and for my business. And I have this great story. And when you hear the story sometimes, it's not really formulated as well as it should be. It's not really engaging. It doesn't attract the attention. It doesn't get an emotional response from the listener. Let's talk about how Big Talk Academy can help those people, those entrepreneurs that are right on the cusp. They're saying to themselves, I've got a great story, but I'm not 100% sure I'm re really ready to get on that big stage. I need someone to help me sort of put it together in a meaningful way. How does Big Talk Academy help those entrepreneurs that have the story, want to get on the stage, but don't know how to get there? Inside of the program, you are taken on the journey step-by-step step of how to craft the idea inside of your story so that it is in service of the audience. And those are the group calls. You, you get to bounce off ideas off of me inside of those group calls every two weeks. And the other part is that the community is there. So if you share an idea or your story inside of the group and everyone goes, you know it's going to land. If you're getting crickets, you know it's not going to land. So you literally get to bounce your ideas off in real time. The other part of the process is teaching you what organizers are looking for and how to speak the language. Chris Anderson's book is the Bible when it comes to TED. He is the, the man who crafted the language that is TED, and it's very specific. It is an idea, not an issue. It's a gift, not an ask. And it is about getting the audience to think like you or to adopt your idea as their own after you share the information. So the art form of TED is very specific. And when I was the executive producer of TEDx Lincoln Square, I worked inside of those parameters. And now I support speakers to get on other TED stages by working inside of that parameter, which is the idea worth spreading. Sharing a personal story is not an idea worth spreading. It could potentially lead you to the idea worth spreading. It could get us to pay attention until you share with us what your idea worth spreading is. And I'll give you an example. One of my speakers, she's a relationship coach, and she helps people who are in relationship, who want to be in relationship, whether it's with a partner or whether it's with a leadership position and a company. And she's also an underwater photographer and a diver. She's also an advocate. And during one of our calls, she was sharing a personal story about diving in Mexico and all of this sea life that happened to be gender fluid. And I said, Marie Elizabeth, your idea is how sea life can teach us about gender fluidity. Both of our minds were blown. That's an idea worth spreading. It has nothing to do with her business. It's not a relationship idea but it has everything to do with who she is, what she cares about, and it will organically drive traffic to her business because it's a big idea. And this is the importance of big ideas. Someone is going to see this TED Talk who needs to have a conversation with their parents and who is afraid to have a conversation with their parents about their gender. They can send this, this talk how Sea Life teaches us about gender fluidity to their family and start the conversation. That's why speaking and sharing your message is so important. 
Yeah, that's so powerful. I love it so much. Trisha, behind you on the on the chalkboard, you have something that says, of course, big love. And I love that so much. And even in some of our email correspondences, you ended it with big love. Let's talk about that because that's fascinating. That seems to be sort of the spiritual cosmic position of you and your brand. Where did that come from? Where did that big love idea come from? This all-encompassing, embracing big love idea come from in your life? Did it start as a young girl? Did it develop as you got older? Where did this amazing sort of philosophy of business and life come from for you? Philosophy of business and life is be nice to people, be kind to people, do what's right, have integrity and do what's right. My company is called The Big Talk. Uh, my production co- company is called The Big Talk Productions. That's what I, how I produce my documentaries. And I started signing off in my community by saying, thank you, everybody. It's just been so amazing to have this call. Mwah. Big love, everybody. And it, it became part of my, my philosophy and my brand because as human beings, we're all flawed. As human beings, life is not easy. And if we can constantly come back to love and remind ourselves that we are all connected and that even with differing opinions, if we can have respect for one another and always come back to love and move further away from hate, it's going to make a difference. The ripple effect will happen. And that's why big love has become part of my brand. I love it. And I know I'm keeping you a little bit over and pardon me for indulging your myself with your time, but I just have one more question I want to talk to you about because we have a lot of younger entrepreneurs that are watching the show and they're in business and they are in their journey. And sometimes they hit a roadblock. Sometimes they hit a pothole in the road. Sometimes they hit a wall. They freeze in the frame. They don't know what to do. So I'm hoping Maybe, Tricia, based on your background and experience in your big love philosophy, and of course, your dance you know, mindset where you say no means not yet, that you can reach out through the call today and talk to the younger entrepreneurs that are having a tough time in their business, getting through a pothole in the road, and tell them what it takes to get through that pothole coming out the other side, having thinking, having thought to themselves that they're very happy they came through the, that tough time. For the, in the evolution of their business? What I try to do is detach. Detach from what's happening emotionally. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's not good. It's not bad. It's simply fact. And when I was building my team and hiring people who were not stepping up the way I wanted them to, or hiring people who were selling me one thing and couldn't deliver on what they sold me for. It was never about they were wrong or I made a mistake. It was simply, this is no longer working. Keep the story moving. And that's another philosophy that I have embraced as a dancer my entire life. How do I keep the story moving? When a show closes, when a tour ends, I don't cry and go hide and say, I'm never going to dance again. I'm never going to do another show. I say, that was amazing. What's next? How do I keep the story moving? And for any young entrepreneur out there, it is possible for you to achieve any dream you desire. 
And I'm living proof of that. If you continue to think no means not yet, if you keep the story moving, if you have a conscious um, awakening as into how your values and your purpose and your mission are aligned with you, and you surround yourselves with mentors who have your best interests at heart, which means telling you the truth. That is a big wow. Not only a big love, but big wow. I love it. I'm going to bring you back on the show and unpack so many more things when we have more time. I mean, you're also known throughout the years as developing a great team. You believe in the team. We want to get into all that with you at another time. And I know that the team is so important to you and, and to surround yourself with these powerful people that also have this enlightened mindset, this big love mindset, this mindset where, yes, the world can be a dark place, but if we all work together, we can bring a lot of light into this dark world and really engulf the entire world with light. And I love that so much. This has been a great interview, Trisha. I mean, big love to you, like you used to sign off and still do. And I guess you go like this as well. Your voice matters. The Big Talk Academy is doing so many great things. Congratulations on your mentorship on Wednesdays. I know you're going to continue to build on that and grow that part of your um, pay it forward philosophy as well. This has been an amazing time with you, Tricia. Thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series today. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Andy. It's been a pleasure. Big love. 